Dun dun dun, Softser. Softser ice cream. Is that a jingle? <laughs> Pause. He just, he just made up a jingle. Oh, I did? I didn't repeat. You just made up a song for a soft serve ice cream. <laughs> Unless you've heard that somewhere before. No, I just made it up. Just now. It's missing his bag. Oh, man. Man. Oh, that was a shit. My mixtape? Oh, I know there were people waiting on that. But I wanted to tell you guys something I've been thinking about all week. Not all week. Probably for like three days. Luke, I want you to ask you too. So I saw something. I was listening to something. Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he said, he goes, most people think they're really moral people. But they're not. He goes, you're not moral until the opportunity pops up to do wrong and you do right. Because until that happens, you don't know if you're actually a moral person. Like, for example, say in a relationship, say your boyfriend's ugly, right? And you'd be like, oh, my boyfriend's loyal. Reality, he's not loyal. He just doesn't, he's not attracted enough to get with someone else. So no one else wants him. So you don't know he's actually loyal. But you only know he's loyal if women reach out to him and he turns them down. That's the only way you can actually tell if he's loyal. And applying that same concept to everything. And he goes, most people only follow the law, not because they're moral, because they're scared of the consequences. Like, no one wants to go to jail for 50 years. Not that they're moral people, who are just so scared of the, of the consequence of that action. And I thought to myself, I was like, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Thanks. Yeah, that makes you really think about, like, your actions. Like, your everyday decisions, right? Like, let's say, like, go outside, go on the street. You know when you see, like, a piece of trash mm-hmm. on the floor and you kind of just, like, walk past it and you're like, <laughs> at that point, does that, are exactly. you a moral person or, like, like, what's up? Like, what kind of, who are you? Yeah, exactly that. Because like, we've all done that. Like, like, <laughs> like you only know like, if you're not a thief. If you had the perfect opportunity to steal something and didn't steal it. That's right. Yeah. That's how you know you're not a thief. You can't say, I'm not a thief, but never had the opportunity to steal. Yeah. That's right. So, but, alright, so. All right, but so, you have the opportunity to steal so often, though. Yeah. Yeah, so you you don't, you're, not, you're not a thief. So you're not a thief. You know what I mean? Just the concept. Okay. Alright, so going, going back to like the whole relationship thing. Yeah. So, would you say that. Unless you were presented the opportunity to cheat, that you that you're not a cheater. Yeah, because you don't like, know. What if what if you think within yourself like uh, I don't think I would cheat on someone. But in the same way, how like how would you know? We say that all the time. I wouldn't do yeah. that. You really don't know if you would do it. Like how people they yeah, say he was yeah. talking about like the Holocaust and stuff. Like he said, most people read that or hear about that and be like, oh, I would never do that. Something like that. And it's like, well, you don't know. You're yeah. not sure. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times in the concentration camps, they will put. Like, they say we all came on a concentration camp together on a bus, all four of us. Mm-hmm. We came together. But when you got there, they'd make you two the boss and me two, like, the workers. And you know how harsh, like, you guys would treat us two. And they proved it. The yeah. same thing with that study yeah, with, the, with the... the with the students. Yeah. It's like, so it's like... Some people prisoners, some people guards. Yeah. And how they start acting. It's right. like, so... You don't know how more you truly are to get put in situations. Like, for the students yeah. who were like, bro... Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I could never treat those students like that. And, like, I'm done with this study and left. Yeah. They're moral people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can see a lot of people were like, some people were like, I would never do that. And then they got in a situation and started beating these students' ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, not. That, so, that what is, you say to those that will never put themselves in that situation? 
So if you're like intentionally never, but then that's like saying, oh, if a girl hits you, like if you know a girl likes you, that you're in a relationship, and they're gonna be there at this party, and you're like, I'm not gonna put myself in this situation intentionally. I'm not gonna be around someone who I know is trying to get me to be unfaithful when I'm drinking and alcohol. And I, I'm intentionally not gonna go. You're a faithful right. person. You're just not gonna go against, to the party. How you against for home though? Because you're aware, you have the you have the chance to do it, but you're deciding not to do it. But if no girl ever hit you up, you never like you just never like no girl even looks at you else. How are you know you're loyal or not ugly? And, you and, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's low key just forethought too, because you know mm-hmm. that if I go, I'm gonna be put in this position to where I have to make that decision. So you just take yourself out of the decision completely, mm-hmm. right? So if that's either stupid or smart. That's smart. It's smart, yeah. but at the same time, at the same if you're so way. sure about you being a moral sound, a morally sound person, mm-hmm. you can go and enjoy yourself, and know that's a fact. when that opportunity that's comes, that's a like, fact too. too. Yeah, like, you feel me? You can't yeah. just like put yourself in a box mm-hmm. because if you're attractive or unattractive, there's always going to be somebody that's out there looking at you. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody said. Everybody has a person or persons. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you can't stop yourself from going out because, you know, somebody thinks you're cute and it's going to be at the party. It may put you in a situation because at the end of the day, we all have free will. It's your decision and either you're going to make the conscious one or you're just going to act stupid. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who, who said, I was watching something and somebody had said this. <laughs> I was watching, like, a podcast. I feel like it was, like, Snoop Dogg or something. Snoop. And he was like, you have to allow people to be themselves. So he was like, stop ma- meeting people and stop like making expectations for people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say like, oh, I need this person to be loyal to me. Like, no, give them the space to do exactly what they're gonna do anyway. And if they're a loyal person, they'll prove that they're loyal. If they're yeah. disloyal, then they'll prove that they're it disloyal. Yeah. I've heard it before. It was just a- Who was it? It was somebody. It was. It was. I definitely saw it as an IG clip. But that. But that's exactly my point. Was it though. Ti? It was a rapper. I know it was a rapper. Because it was on like Breakfast Club or something that I was watching it. And you were talking about trust people? Yeah. Um, I think it was on the Breakfast Club. I want to say it was Kobe. Nah, it no, was on the Breakfast Club. It was a rapper. I, I definitely saw that It was for sure a rapper. It was for sure a rapper. The recent one that I saw was for sure a rapper. Wait, so repeat it? What did the Uh, They said allow people to be themselves. So don't try to like make someone not a cheater. Nah. Don't, don't try to make someone not a cheater. Don't try to make someone loyal don't try to make someone do the right thing for you like allow people to make their own decisions and within them making their own decisions they'll show you the type of person they are yeah yep. the problem is that like a lot of people will meet people and they'll have expectations for them or they'll want them to do something mm-hmm. that they would have done for them and they'll make it up in their head like oh why didn't they i'm having a bad day this person can see i'm having a bad day why didn't they check on me because i would check on them but that's not how yeah. You, you feel me? You feel that way because you had that expectation. Yeah. If you just allow that person to be themselves, but like, all right, this is not a person that check on people. You know when they're not. You know you mm-hmm. feel me? Like that. Yeah. But welcome back to another episode of the Demigod Chronicles. This is your boy Asante Daya, aka Demigod. We are here. We are back on another beautiful recording Sunday. Got got my co-host here. How you guys doing? My name is Christian Lopez, and we're back for episode 28? 28? Episode 20. Party for 30? Ooh, event planner. That's your job. Ooh. That may have to be a thing, y'all. Yeah. 
It's 28. It's 28. It's 28. 28. I'm saying it on purpose. Nah, nah, nah. They're all jumbled up in my head now. It's just... Now, at this point, we just come in, we talk in, and then I don't, because you're not going to number a conversation. No, so you don't fact check. It doesn't feel like an episode to me. It just feels like we just here for another Sunday. Hey, guys. It's me, Alaysia. Back at it. Mary J in the cut. Yes. Mary J. Howie in the cut. Mary J. Megan Good. Megan Good in the cut. Megan Good. Nia Long in the cut. Lay here with a new appearance. Lay looked like she would have been the, um, like the girl on the '90s sitcom show. Like she would have been the one. Oh, um, um, the older sister in um, Family Matters. She got that cut too. Uh, What's her name? Lisa? No, no. Was it Lisa? Laura. 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 Feel me? You about to find your Urkel. Now she needs a Stefan. Fresh. Nah, Stefan was no good for her. Oh, wasn't? Now remember, he used to just. Stop by when he wasn't modeling. Then he <laughs> treat her like shit. Urkel was the one for her. Mm. You remember that? Would you take a Urkel? Would I take a Urkel? It really depends. I'm like more of one of those people. Like when I'm dating people, I like I'm more of like vibrations. Like if I feel comfortable with you, mm. like if you make me feel comfortable, then I'm gonna like you. That so makes sense. What if what if the person is just like just socially awkward, just like super smart but like socially awkward but they care for you deeply yeah like if if it's like me and them like how me and them interact i don't really care like how how they interact with Mm -hmm. other people unless they treat other people bad does that make sense like some things we can work on together so what if you looked at him sometimes and just once in a while you look at every time you look at him you think to yourself lame ass nigga (laughs) (laughs) yo chris is crazy (laughs) Um, yeah, I would probably do, I, I, I mean, I would try to bring him around my friends. Like, if he was, like, a, a little awkward, I would try to bring him around my friends. My friends are pretty cool. Like, y'all are pretty cool. Like, sure, if I brought somebody around, y'all wouldn't be, like, y'all would tell me if he was a little weird. I think, or we could help him. <laughs> yeah. Help him get to, like, you know. Yeah, most See, of you got a lot of people to be themselves. <laughs> what if, no, what no, if we try to make him you, cool, no, then no. he got his neck can and shit, now he has bags. He's like, oh, I'm a cool nigga. For me, he would lay. But what if you acting help? crazy? Like I never I had like a good friend shit. who like, before, but he thinks us. Like before he met us, he was more socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Who? One of my boys from Muhlenberg. Okay. But then two years after, after hanging around with us, he was still himself, but he was more, I guess, mm-hmm. social. Like just more, could fit in in like social mm-hmm. environment, more mature, and was just like, he got better over time. You feel me? So, like so I'm talking about something like that. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, some people just don't know. Has anybody ever ended up in a situation to where, like, you kind of were, like, talking to somebody that you maybe thought it was going to work, but then you're more, like, you just realize that you don't really mesh with them, like, on that type of level? Yeah. Like, they just, like, completely left? You mean. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Lou, you know what I mean. I definitely know what you mean. Like, you talking to someone or, or, you know, you try to, you're like, all right, this may not be my type or she may not or he may not, whoever. You know, may not be exactly what you you're used to. Yeah. But you're like, you know, I'll try something new. And then it's not what you want. Not it. I have. You have. Most have. Yeah. I feel like that's why you do like the whole like dating thing. You see what you like, what you don't like. Some people like they just 
don't have like you just don't got it I was uh, question I was talking to someone recently they told me right now <laughs> that the dating game was crazy it sucks <laughs> what do y'all say to that it fucking sucks it sucks people Something. suck yo what sucks people about suck. it suck there's like no honesty there's no trust what you mean? if you're dating somebody you don't know if they're dating a million people or just dating you you have no idea then you can't you can't be so intrusive you gotta like you know everybody's trying to be in this whole thing where it's mm-hmm. like trying to get to know everybody so you know you don't want to be too intrusive but then mm-hmm. if you're not too intrusive god knows what's happening with the other person yeah. so it's just like a whole big mumble jumble yeah and, and question about the multiple... I think we, we, we had a chat talk about this, too. About the multiple dating thing. Mm-hmm. If you're multiply dating people, but, like, you don't have no sexual relations with any of them. Mm-hmm. You're just dating that. Each yeah. one. Is there an issue with that? No. Okay. I don't no, think so okay. at all. Okay. Because at what point, you know, you, you could be... So then you could start Xing them all. Well, yeah. I'm talking figure, in theory right now. Yeah, so, you figure out which one you like. If you're not... Yeah. If you're dating multiple people... Mm-hmm and you're not having sex with any of them, then you're not really... That's essentially... You and someone can be going out to see if you guys are compatible, and if you're not taking it to a physical level, that can easily turn into a friendship, you feel me? So it's not... It's not even on a type of time where it's like, all right, oh, damn, I'm talking to three girls at the same time. You may try... You may try to see how emotionally invested you can get into each one of the the people, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, like, you're going to end up meshing with one person more than anybody else. And then you're like, okay... Yeah. yeah. Then I take this one serious and we could date. Like, what's the what's the difference in that? No, she's like at that point I date no more. That's my girlfriend. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there should there be no sexual relations during the dating phase. Uh, it that's that's subjective. Yeah. It's, you said Lou. Remember last time we got you got, got mad at me for saying ninety days. <laughs> All right. So it it really depends on one you and the person, uh-huh. and two, like there's there's sometimes where, you know, you can be talking to somebody, or you can be like dating someone I mean because she hates that we're talking but you can be dating someone mm-hmm. and then like you guys have sex and then like that kind of prevents things from like it takes it to the next level but it takes it to the next level so we're like you literally skip like four steps you feel me mm-hmm. so now instead of you and this person like really still being together to try to get to know each other y'all automatically are like alright like now we're on the next level we gotta start you know I just feel like you miss steps sometimes when you do that but it all depends on the sense. person there's also like friends with benefits like you're having sex with one person but like it's not that serious so that you're like but dating. let's be serious well see i'm, I don't know I'm, if I'm that speaking works. from theory i'm speaking from theory that always gets serious actually not even that friends always get, benefits, it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't always get serious, serious but so. it doesn't i i would say it doesn't always work out it doesn't stay in that phase because someone and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna most people are like oh it'd be the uh it'd be the girls the just girls. catching feelings that's not true because no. i had friends I'm not gonna you feel me put nobody out there, but I had friends that had girls that was like on that type of time with them, and they ended up liking the girl more. And the girl had to cut them off because they was fake beasting, not beasting, but you feel me? They were they were pursuing it or putting more into it than the girl was. Gotcha. So I just think at it's gonna get to a certain point that somebody is gonna be more invested than the other person is, and that person either has to like make a cognitive de- de- uh, decision to be like, all right, like I don't want this to progress any further, yeah, because I don't want like fuck up. You know, whatever we yeah, have. Yeah. Or there's a person that just like fuck it and just let the other person feel me just Yeah, people we'll add back to that's back to being moral. I mean, I've had a situation Uh-oh. like a friends with benefits situation and like 
they can just stay cool. Okay. It works. Yeah, like it, like it works if like yeah. people are like mature enough for it to work. See, and that's, like, I was going to say like, I feel like when you talk about things like that, you got to always think like on average, like not absolutely, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. all of them. But yeah, like yeah, the yeah. odds of two people the being odds, extremely yeah. mature is like, and whenever yeah. whenever a situation like that happens, you, I feel like you have to cut certain things out. Like, you can't be friends with benefits with somebody that you feel me. I get right, and now y'all laying up and people talking and doing all this other stuff. Oh, or yeah. y'all like Don't t- seeing each other OD no, or like no, y'all spend the OD. That's like, that's the thing with friends with benefits. You can't actually be like friends like. You can't be like, oh, like, completely like, oh. Texting all day, FaceTiming. Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner and all kinds yeah. of You can do dinner once in a while, but not like. Like, yeah, we can chill, but it's not going to be like a, like we're dating for real because, like, we know what it is. So. Yeah, but how was you guys' week? Uh, my week was pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, what did I do this week? Worked on some stuff some orders. I chill with the kids a lot this week because they just got out of, um, out of school. Oh, they having the time of their life. Yeah, so it's pretty good, though. Cool, cool, man. You hung out with me? We hung out. <laughs> we, we got we got dubbed uh, <laughs> from going to the fair. Yeah. We got there like 15, 20 minutes too late, but it is what it is. We're going another day. How about you? How was your week? Uh, it was good. Uh, what did I do this week? I have work. As per usual, work is crazy. Work has been getting crazy. There's been like a lot of little incidents that I've been getting myself trapped in. It's like all a mind game. But um, besides that, it's been good. I cover hair and big haircuts. I started boxing. Ooh! I feel like ladies, ladies, more ladies when they get into that. Into y'all boxing? Would, yeah, y'all would feel, like, so much better. Women, like, yeah. I wish I could, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it was so, in that moment, it's just, like, everything stopped. And it was just you fighting. So, if you ever feeling down, I would suggest go take a class. Did you spar? Um, I did. Oh, yeah, first day? No, the second day I did. On oh, your second day they had you scrapping? Yeah, it was... It was very painful, though. Did you get beat up? Like, the pads and stuff? No. Oh. We had pads and stuff. Okay. So, it wasn't too bad, but, like, right here, it was all sore. And, like, right here. But I'm going to go back tomorrow. But tomorrow's not sparring day. It's Wednesday and Saturday. Okay. Lay got hands. Right? Try, try if you want to. You got killers on the pot. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my, my week was good, man. It was, uh... It's really productive. I learned a lot of new things. I'm reading this one book I really like. I have to finish that up. And um, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, went to the beach. Got rained on. How oh, did you go to the beach? What yesterday? yesterday. Sorry. Yeah, I was at the beach too. Which, which one did you go to? Point Pleasant. I went to Long Branch. Uh, yeah. Did you go yeah. with Justin? No, no, I went with um, with Mahalette and just like some people from work and stuff oh, like okay. that. It was like a, it wasn't like a party type vibe. No, it was no, like no. very professional. Yeah. But it was chill. <laughs> Only you can have a professional beach day. I swear nah, to God. No, what I mean like professional, <laughs> Very I mean like code of conduct. Like, you know what I'm saying? We wasn't smoking or no one was oh, drinking. Yeah. It wasn't that type of vibe. You know how people be on the beach. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah, I went Wally. to the beach, people was getting lit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I just ha- wasn't doing that. You know what I'm saying? But then it started pouring. 
car ate on me. So everyone else parked right next to the beach. You know what I'm saying? Yep, you parked deep. And I parked on the side streets, saved my 25 from the parking. So me, I'm a good dude. I didn't make my whole life walking, but I'm carrying all this stuff all the way back to the car and it's pouring because I'm supposed to pull it back. I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of common, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's really like, yeah, like, I felt like I was in an R&B video. Like, just dripping everywhere, bro. And, it was, <laughs> <laughs> just and I was like, wow. What's okay, happening cool. with nature? Yeah, I was chilling. I was like, yeah. wow, you know, what is what beauty? But um, I met some, um, like, some, I met a, a family. It was a Mexican family. They had big Mexican flags everywhere where I parked the car. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know if they were watching a, a, a soccer game or something, but they were having a good time back there. They were, like, at their house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I parked the car. Yeah. So I was talking to them through the gate. That's mad funny. Yeah. Yo, Chris is crazy. <laughs> Chris is like, what y'all got going on? <laughs> I see some Mexican flies. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny as hell. Uh, as, oh, yeah, as I can see, Jay's not here. Where Uh-oh. is he? I, we actually don't know this time. Yeah, we, we don't know. We so don't call no show. Yeah, no call, no, call show. no show. He didn't like call any of us, text any of us. And we saw fighting these kids. Like, exactly, and and we airing him out. Oh, no, yeah. docking his pad. Jason. Huh? Jason. Oh yeah, Jace is in here, but Jace, Jace, you feel me? Jace put a sick notice. Yeah, he he he, he put PTO in. Like, PTO, he requested off. His, his brother's getting married. Uh, shout out to Randy. Shout out to Tati. You feel me? Wish y'all the best. Hope you guys had a good weekend up there. Um. And I wanted to... May I ask a quick question? What? It's mad random. Elijah, what age can women stop having kids? Um, I don't know. I know, okay. I know when you start, you start menopause around... Like what did I say? You said 25? You said 35. 35. Oh. I think so. No. After, oh. after 36, you become so, like, it's like geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. So if I wanted five kids... Yeah. So obviously, the woman, we have to start before thirty. Yeah, realistically. most definitely. Realistically, start before 30. Yeah. what's I the latest you could start? Like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Stop. No, start. Like what's uh, the like the, you the latest? Five? Oh yeah, you're what's, trying to run a marathon. The latest I would say to like start is probably like thirty. So I can't start after thirty, and the dream of five kids would die. I mean, you would have like two or three years, and like quick. Now like before thirty five, I would recommend. Yeah, I gotta get on a job. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's crazy. But um, I gotta get my job. Twenty five. Yeah. Oh, uh, was I gonna say? Now women, women are able to have babies later now. So yeah, my auntie, auntie Shelly had Cheyenne. I'm not gonna say I don't know. Yeah, I was say <laughs> walking a thin line. You want to say Auntie Age on here? No, no, no. Uh, I forgot. Right. I forgot. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was like twenty nine. Yeah. Scott, Chris, really, I mean, but you, you kind of got to have, you got to be fruitful. I want five. I'm going to be fruitful. Huh? I'm going to be fruitful. I'm got two and I'm cooling. I want five. Bro, look at you guys. Like, that's dope. I know. Yeah, it's real dope. <laughs> <laughs> a house with four kids in it is, I, that shit was a lot. I think it's because it was by myself so much. Yeah. Meet my, when I'm with my dad, it's just me. So sometimes I wish, like, damn, I wish I had a brother or a sister who lived with me. So I'm like, I'm going to give them niggas five. What, four each? Everybody got four. All right, so in the um, light of being fruitful and, you know, talking about our ancestry, that leads us into the hypothetical. So the hypothetical this week is um, 
if you could speak to one ancestor, who would it be? What would you ask them? Somebody in your family. I would talk to my great grandfather mm-hmm. because my grandpa never got the chance to like meet him or know him, his father. Yeah. And he was the one that went from Cuba to Jamaica. So I would want to talk to him one about like he was a black man in Cuba, so he was a slave. But, like, what was it like being, you know, what was his experience like in Cuba all those mm. years or his family's experience? And like what made him want to leave Cuba and go to Jamaica? Then like what happened after my grandpa was born and where'd he go? Like where'd he live? Like, cause it's not like he died young. Yeah. Like, we just don't know what happened to him. So. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I would definitely say, hmm. Come back to me. Come back to me? Yeah. Lou, you got anyone? Nah, I don't really have. And your ancestors? I would say my mom's dad because my mom didn't know her dad and um, what I would ask him is one probably why he left mm-hmm. and two I would try to figure out like that whole side of my family yeah, like, like, I, don't, I don't know any of those people you know mm-hmm. so right. what if I got like 30 Cuban cousins right I think I would say my dad's dad he passed away before we Sheesh. Yeah, my, my family. Oh, so he was balling. Yeah, my family and, like, back home are, like, maybe doing their thing, low-key. But it's hard in that country because everything's, like, dictated by the government. Yeah. So they haven't been able to, like, mine the diamonds. It's just, like, on a hold. It's very cool. That's charged. What country again? Liberia. <coughs> Liberia. Liberia. Yeah. Very, very interesting Okay, so we are moving on to current events with what? Current events. So this week, guys, there has been a um, building that collapsed in Miami. See? Yeah. The reason why it, like, took to me because of, like, the pictures and stuff. So in the morning, I listened to CNN. I'm, like, a weirdo. I listened to CNN, the podcast, like, on my way to work. And they were saying basically how um, when the building was first built, there was like some earth and um, some basically some researchers from a local college that came to look at the building because it's close by the water. And they were saying how it was sinking two millimeters for like 10 years straight. Like like the apartment buildings were like actually sinking. Um, and in that time, Either it sank like rapidly, like more than two millimeters, or it was uh, like slowing down. So I thought that was crazy that y'all knew this from like the bu- the building was built in the eighties, but the researchers came around the nineties, and even from then to now, they said that the building was still like sinking like sh- slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's crazy that they allow people to be in there. Um, we live in this uh, society where everything is money ran. Did people die? 
yeah, there's been five deaths so far total. There's like 130 people that aren't accounted for, like they can't find them. And there's 150 people that are injured. That's ain't no joke. It's, it, a, it's a building that collapsed that they knew was going to possibly collapse. It just bewilders me to, most times when you see stuff like that. Like, how could the neglect for human life ever be outweighed? You know, like, how could you ever be like, I, yeah, people might die, but I need to make this money. Like, whenever I see, like, shit like this, like, the cancer clusters and, like, people, like, dumping water into like a like a I mean dumping toxins like a reservoir or something like that it's like like the the world has been here before us and it's gonna be here after us like we spoke about this before on an episode so like you thinking that you're gonna fool it doesn't make any sense like if if that yeah. land isn't good it that's isn't right. good that's, a perfect way to that's say why it. like there's the development in our area and like the Meadowlands and stuff that stuff takes so long because they have to study that land to figure out like all right, even though we filled up this land with um, dirt and all that stuff, like this, this was all still like a body of water. Like we need to make sure it's okay that it's going to be inhabitable for people to be here for like a long period of time. Like, right. so like that shit is that's just no joke. That yes. thing is crazy. It's really crazy. It's really it's like. What was the thought process? Did you never think that this was not like just not going to be brought up again? It was just gonna go by and if you think about it like the 90s is not that long ago i mean like yeah like they told you to bend not like build this and then two millimeters each year from the 90s or the 80s when this building is first built to now if you guys seen the pictures they're like horrific it's literally like the building is like like basically collapsed you see like babies twin beds in like the in the rooms it's like like come on how did you go to how did the builders or the project managers or all the people that are involved how'd you go to sleep at night knowing that like you know one day this building can possibly sink or collapse <clears throat> tragic tragic and on the topic of tragic things um recently Britney Spears is trying to get a hold of um, her money. So basically, you know, you guys all know Britney Spears, like, cut her hair. She had, like, a crazy mental, um, Mm -hmm. like, break. It was, like, all over the internet. She was, like, going, busting people's cars, addiction, a bunch of crazy stuff. So her parents took um, account of her money. Like, her dad, um, they went to court, and her dad was taking care of all of her money or whatever. And um, now she wants to take it back, but he doesn't want to give it back to her. She hasn't had, like, um, like possession of her money for 13 years. So, <clears throat> my whole thing is, like, I totally understand, um, I totally understand uh, him taking her money from her, or not taking her money from her, but like, I guess being her guardian for the time being, because when people are in psychotic breaks like that, they can do anything. Um, I also know from experience, like I've had uh, like 
family members and stuff that suffer with like addiction and I know that when you have like money you just spend it excessively and things of that sort so I totally understand his position um but now she like went back on tour like she's getting herself back together she's went to her therapy she's kind of have done so much therapy that now she's just like poofed like she has this documentary out and she's basically saying like the dad is in such a high position like he her net worth is like 60 mil her dad is in such a high position that he has gotten like all the doctors and judges and everything just to like basically keep her money away from her what's he what's her dad do um her dad doesn't do anything her dad takes her money so how's he such how do you get his power then probably using her money yeah it's probably using her money um it's really it's really crazy i was asking i was actually but like can't an 18 year old take back guardianship of themselves yes but i think because she's like under like psych like she's like under watch she's still considered psychotic yes still but she's healed but that's what i'm saying it's hard she did she can't get her money back yet like they don't want to give it back to her like she's going to court She's, like, hired these lawyers, she's going to see these doctors, and they're still denying her, like, access to her money. And it's just, like, a really fucked up situation because it's, like, people, they see all these, like, topical things. Like, her having this mental breakdown, her cutting her hair off, her, you know, off the drugs and stuff like that. But they don't see, like, her progress. So when she comes out with things like this, it's kind of, like... Uh, she's probably just tripping or like she probably really didn't even put in the work but like these people they're not like us they don't get like a day off and stuff like that and mental health is taken so people under the rug people yeah. be hating though people, especially on the internet bro yeah people just go on the internet to hate i don't know what how that ended up happening like <clears throat> how that became a culture but bro if you go through a twitter feed bro someone could post something it could be like Lil Baby and Lil Dirk just dropped the album. You go through the comments, shit was trash. They trash. That's not even like that. Yada yada. I'm just like, what? What makes you wake up? Like, say someone said, people would go to under the Britney Spirit track. What would make you wake up? Go read that and then have the like energy to respond. Like, man, she whacked out. Like, she need help. They need to not. Yada yada. And her music was trash. Just a dirty whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What get like what? Like, how do you wake up with that kind of energy? You no, know what I mean? Well, like, you're, you're gonna take the time to respond with all that. Send. Hmm. <laughs> like, well, since people don't have, they don't have shit to do, or they're too consumed in other people's shit. Like, they're too consumed. People be projecting what they feel or like what they see as a flaw in them. They will definitely project that shit onto you. Right. So a screenshot on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it said, um, <laughs> uh, the, the caption of the video was, I finally beat cancer. And it was like a guy yeah. telling his story. And, it, and like, they circled the dislikes. It had 370 dislikes. <laughs> like, what the- I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> What's wrong? Like, that shit is so terrible. Like, what? But speaking of hating, you were hating last night. In the comment section. You saw me? I was going crazy <laughs> the whole night. In the verses. Having a good time. Yesterday's verses was Bow Wow. Versus Big Draco, aka Soldier Boy, uh, Bow Wow smoked him. It was a really, it was a it was a really entertaining versus. It was the first versus with a crowd. Uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it was entertaining because they're friends, like they have a rapport. 
the lives that they've been doing online and shit all week were freaking hilarious. Funny. Yeah, there was like seven hundred thousand people on that on that uh, yeah. versus live on Instagram. That's yeah. amazing. That's a lot of people. Right? That is a lot of people. Yeah. Seven hundred thousand. I think in Soldier Boy's defense, Lil Lil uh, Bow Wow had too much help, bro. Oh my god, bro, he brought out like Jay, twenty other artists. Like, Jay, Jay not here to argue huh? for Bow Wow. <laughs> he brought out the brat. He brought out Jermaine Dupree. He brought out Omarion. Yeah, it's the first. It's the first show that's that's open. So why not bring the theatrics? Like make it fun for the people. I feel that. I feel that. But if we just go, that why I was just being lazy. He put the mic in his pocket to light it backward. I know you saw that. So <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant. A social was being lazy. He was put the mic in his pocket and lit it backward. And <laughs> he played a song where he didn't have a verse on. <laughs> like, yes, he did. He has a verse on that song. That that was weak. He was like patience. The, the, the yes, bitch, yes. Oh. That's oh, all Nicki Minaj. Yeah, he's, just, he's only on the hook. Still, that's But, him. um... <laughs> then when he played that Jerk song, Trophies, oh, yeah, he, yeah. and I was like, Bow Wow was like, yeah, you don't have a verse on it. He's like, I got a verse on it. Be patient. Be patient. He <laughs> nah. said, see, that's why he can't win the verse. He ain't got no patience. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, 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 was, that was fun to watch. It was funny. Um, but, uh, speaking of music, this year makes what? How many years? Like 15 years, I think? Because he died in what? Who? Michael Jackson. I think he died in 2009. Yes. Everybody thinks he did it on purpose. Don't do that. No, no, not Michael Jackson. The person, the doctor. Oh, and yeah. Thing. That they, like, he was like, people tried to kill him, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he died June 25th, 2009. Okay. I think the doctor's actions was a little fishy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... With the anniversary of his death, uh, we wanted to pick him for song of the week. Yes, Lay brought it up. She gets to choose. Song, song of the week is. Dirty Diana. Uh. So we'll be right back. Song of the week, Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. song of the week that was Dirty Diana by the, the late great Michael Jackson one of the one of or the best performer to ever live the, the best um but we, we ain't gonna talk about the negatives let's talk about the positives <coughs> embrace his music cool. how far can you separate the artist from their artistry no no no, no but 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 cause you know me I listen to our Kevin no more. yeah cause we know for a fact he did that <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with Michael, there's like, people say no, he didn't. People say yes, he did. They did that surprise. Me, I think. <clears throat> you know, I think, you ever seen the Dave Chappelle skit? Where he was talking about it? No. Dave Chappelle made a really great point, And he, all he did was cause me to think about it. And to say, I don't know. But he made a really great point. He was saying, Dave Chappelle said, if Michael was actually that kind of person, 
it was <laughs> he said if Michael was actually that kind of person, right? And he was that type of person time alone. He goes the most famous kid in the world at that time. The most, you know, attractive, you know, what in the t- at the most desirable in that time would have been the kid from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And he used to bring the kid over from Home Alone all the time. And that kid will say, like, your man now says, no, nothing like that ever happened. Like, famous kids are like, but then there's just these kids who say, yeah, 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 no, definitely. You know what I'm saying? He was saying, if Michael was actually like that, then why wouldn't he have done it? Like, but it was just a good point to make you at least say, man, I don't know if they're saying that, you know what I mean? And then, like, that surviving thing came out after he died. He can't even defend himself. Or, like, just other things, bro. It's like, you know what? I just don't know. But at least I know what R. Kelly, like, yo. And R. Yeah, Kelly did R. that Kelly shit. To, to me, I remember being younger and, like, seeing the case. And, like, even, like, with the way, like, my parents, like, reacted to it. Like, I remember my dad talking about, like, the O.J. case. And, like, I was like, he did that shit. Yeah, O.J. But, like, with shit. Michael Jackson, it was so much. Like, <laughs> my dad was like, he was definitely, like an eccentric dude and he had like some weird stuff going on but he doesn't know if it necessarily equated to that and with him being as prominent as he was being as successful as he was and being black and having all that money and owning the master of his music masters to his music they, if, he, if there was an ample amount of evidence to you know get him indicted or to get him you know put away for it he would have definitely got put away and they tried that case so many different times and it had the same outcome so i'm like i don't know so there's some weird stuff going on yes did what they say in court happen i don't know it could be people just trying to persecute him for his money um and and i was reading something or listening to someone speak um and they were saying like he had a business he had a public company i forgot it was a publishing company or something like that where he owned a lot of artist masters and they said that he was like giving it back to them. And like certain companies didn't like that. Like powerful music companies didn't like that. That he was doing that. Yeah. Oh, they just, like buying things. Yeah, like, like music. Because they, they said that record. Michael Jackson was like a really good businessman. Mm-hmm. Like he made a lot of smart business decisions. Yeah. And like certain artists and stuff really did. Like certain companies and you know, people in power didn't like that. Yeah. You know, that's why they were saying, I didn't say it, not my words, thanks to my watch, that, that he was assassinated, they think. That like. They, they, he was taken out on purpose. There's, there's speculation yeah. behind him and Prince because Prince kind of had like the same type of deal going on. He was about to get his master's back because um, he couldn't even call himself Prince anymore. Towards the latter half of his life, they were just calling him the artist because he was the artist formerly known as Prince because his record company owned the name Prince. Crazy how dirty they'll do him, right? Yeah. That's like Dave Chappelle couldn't call him, like couldn't name anything the Chappelle show. couldn't say like, he didn't own his name, Dave yeah. Chappelle, like. That's why he has the this, this newest company. Was just Got that seat. shit back, though. Imagine, <laughs> you feel me? Imagine you can't use your name to promote likeness right. or anything like somebody that. Has, what? Somebody yeah, well. has, like, full custody of your name. That, that's how crazy <laughs> these companies were back then, bro. That is. Um, back then, now. Shit. So, moving, yeah, that's definitely still. <laughs> right. um, moving on to the main topic of the show. Today, we do have a main topic. Uh, we kind of touched on something similar before, but this is... We're on the other side of it. Uh, Chris is gonna explain more about, uh, you know, ruler. Uh, we have a we have a video. We explain that on the page too. So definitely go check that out. Then we got Chronicles Instagram. We got some content up there about that. But we're here today to talk about emotional awareness. Yeah. Before we touched on uh, emotional intelligence, uh, today's awareness. Um, but explain re-explain the ruler method. Okay. Yeah. So before. 
we spoke about emotional intelligence just in general. It was like very generalized. We gave our own personal views. And something in that video I talked about was it's a way to remember emotional intelligence. It's called ruler. So first you gotta recognize your emotions, then you understand your emotions, then you label them, then you find the proper way to express them, then you regulate them ongoing. So today we wanna to get into like the awareness part, which is the first R. You know, we might turn this into like a little series where we go into a deeper dive of each one. But we wanted to start with recognize, you know, being aware, recognizing your emotions, not just for yourself, but like for a room, for other people, for, you know, so just the whole generalized concept of recognizing and being aware of your emotions. So I'm going to take a deeper dive into that today. And uh, it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Um, the way this came about was Chris was uh, at my house. I was giving me a haircut. And we were talking. And I said that. Word. me? <laughs> but we, we were just talking about, like, you know, <clears throat> how, like, on an everyday basis, like, we have to, like, we see people. And it happens to us as well. Where it just, like, sometimes people don't have the um the ability to not let things bother them or how they handle things how they choose to you know let it cultivate in their life or if it can just you know run off of them or if they really like things really hurt them deeply because we all deal with things differently um and i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about it they said someone on the podcast was, uh, was saying that because they were talking about the whole t-pain and usher thing i'm pretty sure you oh, all heard about that but they were saying, like, their ability to not care is extraordinary. So, like, you can say anything, you can do anything, unless it's hurting, like, my time, you know, like, my, my cash flow or anything like that. Like, it's, you can say whatever, do whatever, like, it's not going to bother them. But there's, like, a really big group of people where, you know, maybe they might have worked hard on a project and they didn't get the recognition that, you know, their, their higher-up could have gave them and they took credit for it. Or, you know, maybe they're you know, dealing with something and they're, they're just upset because other people don't notice that they're going through something. And like we talked about that earlier where just the ex expectations we have from other people and sometimes we can put ourselves in a position to where, you know, we're, we're, we're taking on other people's emotions or we're feeling way about stuff because we're trying to see it from our own point of views instead of just like people, you know, being themselves. So that's kind of how this conversation came up, but we're going to know get further into it so how do you on a day-to-day -day basis how do you feel like you deal with like your emotions Ooh, that's a good question well with me um i'm very like reserved i don't talk about how i feel like i, I think it makes it may, i don't think it makes me very uncomfortable saying like things that i feel or like where what's going on in my thoughts um, so I kind of try to manage them myself. So things that trigger me, I try to remove them, like, as soon as possible. People, uh, social media. <laughs> um, with the people comes to social media. Like, social media triggers the fuck out of me. I think it's, like, sometimes it's just some things that people say. Sometimes it's, like, you just see some shit, you be like, like, I know you in real life. Like, that's not even you. That shit is, like, annoying, too. I just be, like... Social media just has to go sometimes. So that, um, and before I, like, actually do something, I try to, like, thoroughly think it out. Like, I have to, like, really be bothered by something before I act on it. Mm -hmm. um, or before, like, I, like, say something to the person or whatever the case is. So I do a lot of, like, self-monitoring. 
a lot of self-monitoring. What about you guys? Chris? Um, for me, I feel like I personally created like a, like a bubble almost around myself where before I let something like really get to me, like it goes through something first that where like I'll think about like it. Like a filtration system. Yeah, like a filtration system. So like I'm not the type of person where like say I'm in a group chat and someone says something to me. My initial reaction to it is like, you know what I mean? Like what are they talking to or something like that? Like, like that's disrespectful. You know, I, I get, I feel something about yeah. it. But then it, sometimes people immediately will like respond back and start going crazy. Like, yo, what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't do that because I have a system where like I'll take it in, I'll think about it, it's important. So I, and I just be like, all right, it's not, it's not important. And I just keep going. And I do that with life in general, mm-hmm. you know? So even when bad things happen, like something really, really, really bad could happen to me. Um, or just like completely ruin my day. Or like, like I said, I got caught in the rain while I was walking. I'm walking a mile and a half carrying stuff from the beach and I'm, it's pouring. Like a lot of people were extremely frustrated that day. Like most everyone was tight. Mm-hmm. And me, I was just in my head like, wow, like it's a, it's a good day. Like, wow, this feels good. Like I'm happy. Like This is very calming. Like I'm just talking to myself. Like, this is very calm. I'm so happy. You know, I'm so happy that it's, this is a terrible situation. I can stay happy. Like. I'm just talking to myself and like I do that all day so like I pretty much I choose my mood you know what I mean I think that's the best way for like to be emotionally stable it's just to be completely aware of like what's going on in your head what's going on in your body like I can watch my thoughts pass through my head mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm living it it's like I can hear it like why, why the hell did I just say that you know what I mean it's like so I'm constantly just aware of my thoughts aware of how I'm feeling and I choose how I want to feel and I just go through with my day like the way I want to go through and not so much letting it tug and pull me but I'm a, a very aware of what's going on at the same time so that's dope what how did you get to this point like um, what was like the real thing that you were like yeah I have to change the way I look at things uh, after I graduated college I just started uh reading a lot of books listening to a lot of lectures and audios and being around good people and I just like little by little learn a skill and then I also reflected on my life too and I saw where I went wrong where I went right I was like well I don't want to do the certain, certain things anymore like looking at the man in the mirror and like it's like I'm gonna change and then figure out what it actually took to change and I just changed so little by little but just like constantly like if you like read about something for over a long period of time day after day eventually it's gonna change you you know what I mean so me it was just kind of just showing up not so much like being fully conscious of like, yo, I'm gonna change this. Is when you listen to something, you listen to audio, you listen to read books over and over and over and over and over, and you're actually striving to do something, it'll get done and then you'll wake up one day like, oh shit, I'm just this way. And not fully aware how you got this way. But you know it was through hard work and being consistent and just being patient with yourself and showing love, being a, like, you know, just all those things adding up until yo, yo, you'll become, you know, a little bit emotionally more mature, you know, and you won't. <coughs> Most importantly, what's most important is not so much not letting things bother you. I think the most important is, like, not hurting other people. Because, like, I'm the type of person, if I let myself just be that way, where if you say one thing to disrespect me, I'm going to try to say something to end you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to want to, like, really hurt your feelings if you try to. But then i got to remember, like, bro, that's not cool. You know what I mean? You can't be that way. You know what I mean? That's not right. Calm down. Like, you don't got to argue. You don't got to yell. Just chill. But if I just let myself just be, I'll be like a menace in a sense. Like I know I'm a menace, so I just I really do have to keep myself like 
but help like, mentally even kill. even that in itself like you some like your your life your situations your experiences and stuff has brought you to this point where you were like yeah like i can't do that anymore like yeah. you know what i mean and that in itself is like great like self-monitoring and i i keep saying that but that like it's so important people don't realize like with anything like your your mental health like something like this or your money or just like your surroundings just overall in life just being able to self-monitor is like a, a guilty pleasure yeah i think uh that's really important because you have to like take the time to understand like we talked about before like you have to track if you want to save money you have to track how you spend money yeah. Yeah. you want to change your growth or you want to grow in an area you have to track how you do in that area mm-hmm. like in your habits or whatever right. so I think people don't really and like this is what we talked about before was like understanding what is happening how to identify it but you also have to realize other things like with me I kind of take like the same um like the same protocols you do like I think about how things are gonna affect me before I let them affect me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I also monitor where it's where it's coming from, like the type of person is coming from, um, like how they how they portrayed it, like the what what that person might be going through, mm-hmm. and sometimes it it may not be like all right, like I think sometimes people will take that and they'll kind of let it get clouded and like into making an excuse for the person, mm-hmm. but instead of doing that, you can be like. Oh, I'm not going to let this affect me because this person's saying that because they're insecure about this or they feel that way because of whatever mm-hmm. they have going on in their life. So I know whatever was just said has nothing to directly do with me. Um, um, mm-hmm. And we talked about before with like having the awareness to be like, all right, I could let this 20 minutes in this business meeting with my boss or I could let this 30 minutes with someone that I didn't really want to talk to and they kind of rubbed me the wrong way ruin 24 hours of this day or i can be like you know what that person's ignorant that person this that person that and then now i'm gonna just do what i want to do because i can choose like like you just have to be aware of that stuff like now this time of year like i feel away because this time of year because of my brother Mm -hmm. but i know those things so like when i'm feeling that way like i don't allow myself to go around other people and make them feel down Mm -hmm. like if i am feeling away like i can separate myself i might be quiet for a little bit but you're not gonna come around me i'm just gonna be like yeah no like you feel me like yeah. like even coming here today you guys notice like you feel me mm-hmm. but it's not like I will never allow myself to be completely out of my own yeah. characteristic and just, just like people will take other people's emotions and which is like kind of like playing telephone mm-hmm. like something made this person feel away so they projected to you yeah. and now you're going to take that project it to your own life and now it's going to be a negative impact on the people yeah. in your life and that's around yeah. you but then but that's but at that's the same time that's yeah. natural like it's natural for humans to do that because like we're social creatures. Like we naturally put ourselves in groups in society, and it used to be very useful. Like think about it. Like back in the day, if you're in the wild, and I need to quickly know things, I can look at you. Maybe you saw something that was dangerous and that put fear in your heart. Us as humans, we have the ability. I could look at you and immediately know there's danger. You don't have to tell me. I can just look at you and know. So like that skill is useful. It's just now you come into like a modern society where it's not as useful yeah. like just because this person's sad about something it doesn't mean i necessarily have to be sad about it and that's why like who you keep around you is so important because you could be around a group of you could be a group around a group of five people who are just like super just negative people 
all the time negative. And because of that, that mirroring ability of a human, you have like mirror neurons in your brain, you're gonna absorb them. Like the way they speak, the, all the negativity, the way they are. If you spend time with them, you're gonna be like that. Yeah. And if you spend time around positive people and the way they speak, you're gonna start copying their speech patterns and the way they act. That's why who you surround yourself with is so important. So it's like so natural. But like just to have the awareness to step outside of that, to me is like a high degree of consciousness, a high degree of um, awareness because you're like, oh, I see that this happens. I'm gonna step away and I know that I'm in a bad mood because this and this happened. I'm gonna not allow that for me to treat people like garbage. Cause some people aren't aware that this is going on and they treat people like garbage. Yeah. And that's not right. And they, and you know, you deal with clients and stuff, but sometimes the way they're acting out is really an effect of something else. Yeah. Like a different, something else going on in their life is causing them to do all these things. But if that person doesn't have awareness about this thing in their life, then they really can't fix the rest of it. Yeah. So just being aware of it is so powerful and being aware and understanding like, wow, this time of the year, I feel this way and I periodically feel this way. So now I need to have strategies and know how to work through this all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's important. And what we were talking about before, like uh, I had brought it up, I was like, there's a, a select group of people, right? Where I, I find that I run into um, where they're good people and they have good intentions, but it's just a lot of the things that they either strive for in their life or the things that they're trying to accomplish, like they don't necessarily meet those goals, right? Mm. And whether it be like, oh, I wanna be you know, a, a nicer person or I wanna you know, do this or do that, whatever. And sometimes people just have situations where it's you know, like messed up situations. And I feel like sometimes those people will have it, because so, you, you view yourself differently than the world sees you. Um, so, so a lot of those people have in their head like oh I'm a good person I just may be in a bad mood today because of this or I may be in a bad mood this day because of that mm-hmm. this person taking advantage of this with, so it's like you have to realize when those patterns are taking place and if like what we said like seven days in a week if five of those days someone else ruins your mood right but because someone else ruins your mood and I, I, I had to deal with this in the past like with people like someone else ruins your mood and your, your your emotions aren't towards me. You're not in a bad mood because I did something to you, but you're coming around me now and you're in a bad mood. So even though I know you're a good person and even though I know, like, damn, like that percentage of the time when they are happy, it's great to be around them. You have to realize and allow, I mean, you have to realize what you're allowing to bother you and how now, how that's gonna affect the people around you. Because now that per- somebody, somebody might think like, oh, the last two times around this person, they're in a bad mood. And it could have been the anniversary of someone's death, and the next time they seen you, you know, you just freaking didn't get the promotion that you wanted at work. But you have to have that cognitive decision to be like, you know what, I'm not going to let that bother me. Because now, even though I am a good person, I can't say I'm that good person because I'm allowing this to become part of my habits and it's becoming a part of me. So, like, what you were saying before, like, that whole saying with, like, you are what you eat. So, it's like, you are what you, are what you consume. So if you're around negative energy, if you're around negative people, if you're scrolling social media and you're having like negative content on your feed, all that stuff's gonna play a part in your psyche yeah. and it's gonna play a part in your subconscious. And the, the way with how you naturally handle things, it's gonna be very different than how you would wanna handle it yourself just because of all the things that you're already around. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think a lot of people don't, uh, sometimes it happens you know, with me as well. 
but a lot of people don't do a good job at separating whatever it is they're going through with how you know their life is going you know so i think that's important too like do you feel like how your life how your life is okay how your life is going okay i want to word this <laughs> it's going to sound confusing okay first thing i want to say though is that it's always just it's just a bad moment it's not a bad day so like you know we get caught up in like things and it's like oh my gosh i lost this twenty dollars but i really needed this twenty dollars for my lunch today like I, I i'm trying to budget i can't afford it da, 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 da. it's just a a bad moment it's not a bad day there's something always greater for us like out there and that's the type of thing that we have to keep in the back of our heads like yeah the the things that we're going through and the the things that we're going through aren't invalid like mm-hmm. you know um i don't ever want to be like oh your problems are small or yeah. i don't want anybody to ever feel like that but things always get better um i always say pain is temporary but glory is forever mm-hmm. because like sometimes we go through these things and we're like fuck like we can't get we can't like how do i get out of this this one spot like I'm kind of stuck here or you know like you said when this time around when you see her like you like you feel things I feel like that in March I hate March that shit is like damn I know I was born in March I hate March <laughs> <laughs> but like when when I'm there it's like all right like why do I feel this way yeah you know what I mean and and what are the pros and cons? I think I was just talking about you guys this earlier. Like, what are the pros and cons of me feeling this way? Yeah. Like, what am I going to get done feeling this way? Am I just going to not... I'm not going to wake up tomorrow feeling like this. And like, people, people don't realize, but it's like... You can... Like, you can... Like you said, you can uh, definitely identify how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way and accept it. And like no one should come and be like, oh, you sh- you should be smiling. Yeah, you're still yeah, living. Yeah. You're still because you're invalidating what another person's going through. You should acknowledge that, but at the same time, you should acknowledge what people around you are trying to do. Like, you shouldn't be going through or like you know dealing with someone's death and someone's like trying to check on you. You do you think I want to be on the fucking phone? Such and such has died. Right. It's like now, now imagine you being a person of like, damn, someone's someone I love is hurting. I'm going out of my way. Not going out of your way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the right thing and trying to make sure that they're okay, but now they're taking their feelings out on me. So how is that going to make that person feel? Like, you don't have to all the way succumb to however, like the, like a person's telling you, oh, smile, and you just smile, you know? Okay. But at the same time, it's like, no, like I can I can take the acknowledgement and say, like, even though I, I, I'm aware with how I'm feeling and I, I can identify that I'm hurt, I can identify as well the fact that this person's trying to make me feel better. So in the light of that i'll you know at least attempt like if someone wants to come spend time with you spend time with that person allow the person to you know all right like i don't really feel like going out anywhere right now i don't feel like really like doing that feel like doing this but someone i love is trying to drag me somewhere to do good for me i'm gonna try it because i understand that the people and this is why you should also be reviewing the people that you have around you but the people that you have around you are trying to bring good into your life so you kind of put that trust in that person when you don't have your all your wits about you to be like all right i, I trust chris to 
you know, bring me into a better mood or I trust Chris to lead me mm-hmm. emotionally into doing this or doing that or mm-hmm. I can get around Alasia and she can help me get through this because I can talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. So that's like also the importance of just surrounding yourself with a, a support group because yeah. we all don't have that built into our families. Yeah. But you have the ability once you go out in the world, like Chris was talking about like, with his networking, he might meet someone that's like super intelligent but they just emotionally like they can't help Chris at all. Mm-hmm. But he also may meet somebody that's like a store clerk but just they're a really really nice person they can just understand Chris and what he's saying and what he's going through and they can just you know just give him some type of seed of advice so yeah yeah no I think um I think you're spot on and what I think is so important at the same time is what it sounds like you have is like are you able to detach yourself from your emotions like like you like you don't view your emotions as a scientist it's like something that you experience you're asking asking, me yeah because that's what it sounds like like you're able to you have the ability to detach yourself from your emotions yeah and I think that the word detach gets a bad rap. Like when you hear detach from emotions, you won't, you'll automatically think like you're putting them like in a box and you're like not expressing them, you're not showing them. But I mean detach is like you're just able to step away from them and, and say like, because most people like if they were, they're sad about something and someone's like, yo, let's go out. They're like, no, I'm just sad. But I think if you're able to detach from your emotions, you'd be like, okay, um, I'm sad right now, but if I step out with them, I know it'll make me feel better and I could pass this moment. At least for a window of time, you know? Yeah. I could pass this moment but I, I think if you like some people are their emotions and that's why I think like we're regular, it takes a certain amount of like, you gotta become a certain level of consciousness like whatever will do it for you sometimes life makes you more conscious sometimes information makes you more conscious friends people around you have to somehow come to a point in your life where you're conscious enough to know that you are not your emotions yeah. like you can like if you, anything you could sit and watch pass that's why that's meditation, I think, is important. Part of it's so important because you can sit in a spot and just there's no other stimulation. You can sit with yourself and you'll just hear like thought after thought. Like this thought will be here, then it's gone. Then another thought comes and it's gone. And then you can start to see like, oh shit, these come and go. And I can watch them. I can listen to them come and go. So now I know if I'm the one seeing them come and go, but not, they're not me. They're coming and going. Right. What, what's me will never go. Same thing with your emotions. One day you're happy, one minute you're sad, next minute you're, you're surprised, then you're depressed, then you're distraught, then, you're, then you have anxiety, then you're skied. Like, there's so many different times you just hear, hear your focus here. If you can watch all that come and go and you can be aware of it, then obviously they're not you. You know what I'm saying? But it's also just about having the awareness to be like, okay, right now I'm sad, but if I do this, then I'll start to feel happy. Yeah. But then when this is done, I might get sad again when I get alone. But then when I start getting on, maybe I'll play some music, I'll be distracted, I'll feel a little bit better. And then, I, and then you have the awareness of how to take yourself from like emotion to emotion, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll never forget, when, we, when I first got to prep school, <clears throat> we had like our whole workout circuit and everything. And then like at the end of the day, like probably at like 10 o'clock at night, we do yoga. We do like a nighttime yoga session. Yeah. And we were doing yoga, we did all these stretches, we did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then we got to the end and he was like, land on your back. So we laid on our backs, we crossed, like put our arms out. And then he's like, this isn't a stretch. He was like, this isn't um, so you would lay down, a pose. You would lay down. Put your arms out. Like to the side? Yeah, just straight out. What about your legs? Uh, your legs are just up okay. right. So he's like, he said, this isn't a stretch. This isn't a pose. This, is, um, an, this isn't an exercise, but it's an exercise. It's called the California layout. And we had to lay there for, I think it was like 10 minutes. He would just, you know, try to train our breathing. He would say, clear your mind, put yourself in a good space or whatever. And he was like, whenever you're done, when you feel like you're ready to get up, you get up. And he was like, if someone's still on the floor, 
don't touch them. So we did it. Some people's like sitting there playing around and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there, I'm breathing. Like he's like saying like, you know, put yourself in a good space, you know, do this, do that. And I remember like when we were done, there was kids that were sleeping. Mm-hmm. There was like two kids that were like crying. Like, wow. cause he was saying to us, he was like, you have the ability to separate yourself and take a step back like from your body. And if the person was laying down and they fell asleep, they might've all day been like, yo, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. But their, their conscious self kept them up and was like, you know, we're gonna fight through this. We still have lifts, we still have practice, we still have all these things. But once you're able to take a step back and let your body, you know, just be your body, his body decided like, we're going to sleep right now. Another person, they might've been dealing with something emotionally and you know, they've been in, in, in their head about it all day or whatever the case may be. But like when they're able to lay down and put themselves in a better space, they could remember a better time. And he was just like reminding us that like you have control. You don't have control of the things that happen to you, but you have control with the way you view the things that happen to you. Yeah. So when you take that ability and you can be like, you know what? Because I, I remember at prep school, I sit down, I'm like, yo, this is such a shitty situation. I'm at all boys school, middle of Massachusetts. I don't have my phone. Like, I haven't had my phone for three months. I get it one day out of the week, you know? Like, I feel like I'm in a jail call. Like, I had to freaking sneak to, like, FaceTime my mom. And, like, I'd be, like, I'd, like, I'd, like go to my room. I'd be, like, praying and, like, crying and stuff. And, like, my roommate, it's his first time we leaving Florida. And it's, like, this is the first time that, like, I was away from school. I mean, what was away from home and living in another space. And it just took me seeing how a bunch of males deal with their emotions, with how things really run. I had coaches, I got a coach that suffered from alcoholism, but he was like a year clean, sober, rather. And we lost a game and he got fired the next day because he came to our, our dorm rooms, like breaking stuff because he went to like the local bar and relapsed. I witnessed another coach uh, start spazzing out on people and not understanding why like this is happening, but like his mom was sick in the hospital. I witnessed another coach to where like he was just really reserved and he just didn't like people like that. And like, I remember he told us a story where he's like, he thinks his wife is cheating on him while he's here. And he's trying to, you know, provide a better life. And because they were there for coaching to opportunities as well. So like, how does he deal with that with leaving his family and sacrificing to try to provide for them? And then now he feels like he can't protect his family because he's going to provide for them. So I just witnessed a whole bunch of different people and at different points in their lives, just like their emotions be worn on the outside because they had no other choice. You feel me? Like, my boy Noah is his first time living in America, and he was away from his family in Canada, and he wasn't able to talk to his family at all. And he lives with, like, his entire family. So, like, just seeing how people dealt with stuff, there was people that dealt with things that were good, there was people that left after, like, three days, there was people that stayed the whole time, there was people that was just like, I can't do it anymore. But just seeing that, I think that was the biggest example I have of seeing males deal with their own personal situations and how people deal with their emotions. And like just how many different variants there is of it. And I think that shit was like a really eye-opening experience for me. That sounds dope. Yeah. That sounds like a really good experience, like a good foresight. I mean, um, foresight before hindsight, it was a good experience. But as I was going through it, it was like the worst time I ever imagine. had in my life. Yeah. Like, well, so were the people there aware of the fact that these other things were causing them to act out? No, because there, there was like like I would I would witness co- like. You're, you're so used to seeing things structured with school, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's just males, and there's a reason why feminine energy is put into places. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And even he had two cooks, and both of them were, like, I, I want to be politically correct, but they were like butch women, you know? Mm-hmm. They were dating other women, and mm-hmm. they looked apart, the you know? Yeah. 
So there was no feminine energy anywhere. So just seeing, like, I've witnessed coaches, like, ready to fight each other, like, grown-ass men. Like, this is my, I'm, I'm trying to do special team. Well, I got to go over to, well, I need them. Motherfucker, like, grown-ass men, bro, and they're supposed to be on the same page. And I'm just like. Did y'all win many games? We went 5-5. Five and five. That's impressive for that. Yeah. That kind of energy. Yeah, but that that was the, like, it was a, like, a, a eye-opening experience where just seeing how different people deal with different things. I had a kid on the team. I'm going to shut up about it after this. But like one of my teammates, like he had a baby mom's at home and she was suffering from cancer, breast cancer. And he had to like go every day, like trying to care about football, trying to care about getting a scholarship. And like the mother of a child at home, she could, like he was saying, like I'd keep an extra phone because he's like, I have no choice, bro. Like he's like, I could not talk to her every week. And then on Sunday when I get my phone, I figured out she died on Monday. Like he's like, I don't have that option. So he's like, I'm willing to get caught with a phone. You feel me? So it was just, it was crazy. That's respectful. Yeah. Also, I feel like men are, like, more self-aware of, like, the, the like, negative shit they do. Like, women, we kind of get caught up in, like, we want to have, like, this image or we want to do this or do that. But, like, men are kind of like, you don't give a fuck. Like, I, I would say on average, and no one, I probably heard me say this before on podcast, I think on average, men get caught up in their thoughts. And women get caught up in their emotions. Yeah. Like on average, if you got the average. Because I think with emotions sometimes, I've seen with women on average, where it's like, they're, like, I think, completely naive or just completely unaware of, like, that emotional fluctuation mm-hmm. of, like, and it's randomness. of And it's, like, yeah. sometimes to the point it's, like, toxic almost. Like, something will happen and it'll ruin, the, and like, everything or, like, they'll act a certain way and then when they like try to replay it back is that if they're just like not aware of what happened or why it happened and if you probe into that emotion it's like they're almost like that's just the way it is because like to them it's like no this is just like me there's like there's there's less separation between a woman and their emotion between a guy and his emotions like i feel like a guy is more separated from his emotions where he can look at them on as a third party level and on average, women can't do that. Yeah. On like, like, look at their emotions. Like, oh, this isn't me. Like, no, to them, like their pain and their body, it's like it's just them. I say it's one. I I also think that's like a part of our biology. Yeah, yeah of, I think so too. Most just because of the nature, like a, yeah. a woman yeah. has to be more loving. Like most they have definitely. to be. Most definitely. I definitely agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. Men are able to like. Men, are are quicker to be like I have this goal and I'm gonna go. For this goal, yeah, like a woman, we're like, eh, I have this goal, but like, my mom doesn't really like it. Like, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not really fucking with it. Like, really? there's so many other things in men that's like, I don't really give a fuck. I'll just yeah. go for it. Yeah, I think it's like a guy's more likely to work regardless of like what's going on, mm-hmm. and women are less likely like, yeah, on average. Not to say there's, I think there's women who do it beautifully, but on yeah, average, yeah. I would say no. Yeah, I'm pretty good with detaching. Like, sometimes I have like a little funky attitude, but like, if it's not making money and not making sense, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I tell you, I always try to weigh out like pros and cons of things. Like, if it's not gonna bring me, like, if it doesn't bring me no long term pain, it's not, like, I'm gonna be hurt about it, I'll probably 
think about it a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hold on to it. Like, I can't. I heard a good quote. They said, you should, uh, for as many years something will, ex- will affect you in the future, as for how many minutes you should spend being hurt all it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, if something won't matter a year from now, then don't spend a minute being upset about it, because at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't matter. No, you're going to forget about it. Yeah. That's my whole thing, too. Like, even when my friends have, like, uh, guy troubles or... Family troubles is kind of different because you can't get rid of your family. Yeah. But like guy friend troubles or even like small, like everyday situational things, and like in a week you're gonna forget about it. In a week you're gonna be talking and laughing again, and all of this is not even gonna matter. Like there's no point. Yeah. So. So like, with your with some of those friends, like what like what they be having. Like, when something like that happened in their life, and then, like, everything else starts coming to shambles, and they don't realize that this is what's causing it? Um, okay. So, you mentioned this motivational interviewing. Yeah, we talked about it, yeah. Right? Um, I feel like I kind of use that with, like, everything, everybody, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say my friend comes to me with a problem. I'll never tell them, like, oh, I think you should do this, or I think you should do that. I n- would never say that. I say things like, how do you feel about it? You know, um, like, what are your thoughts on it? Okay, what makes you feel that way? How is it going to affect you a year from now? How is it going to affect you a week from now? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel safe? Are you comfortable? Is the situation going to put you in an uncomfortable situation? Is it going to is it going to put you in an uncomfortable situation years from now type shit like Mm -hmm. I always try to make like have my friend understand what it is that they're trying to figure out because realistically at the end of the day we all know what we want to do like no matter if I come to you and I tell you I want to be an astronaut and you're like, ooh, wait, astronaut, that sounds kind of, like, impossible. Like, regardless, if I feel like I could be an astronaut, I'm going to look up every astronaut class, NASA, whatever the fuck I need to do to be that astronaut type mm-hmm. shit. So, like, regardless of what you say to your friend, they're going to do whatever they want. So you have to have them understand what they're doing is that, like, it, do you feel comfortable with that? Because that shit don't have nothing to do with me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I was I looked I was reading about it. I read it in a book, um, motivational interviewing, and it like blew my mind. So I started like really started looking mm-hmm. at YouTube and I asked you and stuff like that. And it's like that whole concept of like just like you're saying asking questions, like yeah. probing people because it's like people know kind of what they want to do, yeah. it's just but they don't have the awareness of it. No. Like they don't they're not aware. It's like deep in our hearts we know, but it's like you got to almost from I don't know. It's like peel back an onion yeah. to get someone to understand. Like yo you recognize like this is what's going on mm-hmm. and then it's like when they recognize like oh wow but it's it's i think it's cool bro because I, I had a, i had a bad habit that's why it really interested me like mm-hmm. i had a really bad habit of like always telling especially when i really started learning stuff like just telling people like well bro i saw this this way and this worked this way you should do it this way and people don't i realize people don't respond well to that like no. you tell someone to do bro it's like it went in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. but when you like get, take the time to understand and then ask permission to give advice and listen and then like just th- people are way more receptive to that yeah what's that you know what's that it doesn't feel intrusive yeah 
And I feel like sometimes, <clears throat> I feel like some some people are, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be like a little bit more intrusive, but that's like somebody that would do like my best best friend and I'd be like, bitch, don't do that shit. <laughs> like if it's like some something wild, like I know you and Chris would say that to each other, like, yeah. nigga, don't do that. Like, yeah, your like wallet. You, yeah, like you're saying, it depends on the person. Yeah, it depends on the depends. person, but like yeah. for the most part, it's always good to like have people understand what it is that it is their problem, you know, and have them figure out their problem because yeah. I can't, you know, I can't I, solve I, your problem right. at all. No matter how many things I'm knowledgeable about, I'm not. I'm not that knowledge. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Good. And, uh, starting to wrap up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Starting to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, once again, we gotta give out a disclaimer. We are not experts <laughs> at <laughs> no. all. This is speculation, so and we only speak from experience and the life that we live. None of us are that old, so you can definitely, you know, talk to somebody that can use some more insight. But you know, we just this is our attempt to reach our audience of our our peers and to try to get everybody to be more in tune with the energy they're putting out to the world and you know how how things are affecting you and the importance because you know there's a a very low um i would say we're, uh, our culture and our age group is not really fluent in um understanding you know uh emotions and mental health and those types of things and these are all things that we're now we're all growing as a society now to, you know, pay attention to, uh, pay attention more to now more than ever. So it's definitely important to have these conversations. Uh, appreciate you guys for sharing your perspectives. I love, I love doing this, man. And oh, yeah, your experiences. And once again, we only hope to, you know, reach, reach you guys and to get you to understand uh, our perspectives and, you know, how we view the world and hope that, you know, some of you guys are either like-minded or, you know, maybe just try something new, see if you do like it, if you don't you don't but at least you can say you know you're open to learning um yeah. and that's what we're all open to if you got some insight you got some books you got some stuff that you want to put us on to definitely uh dm us comment on the demigod chronicles pages uh but yeah um i'm gonna say why i love doing this so i was listening to something and they said that when you talk and when you speak that you're actually thinking at the same time so what you do and as you speak you start to like wrinkle out your own thoughts and like really figure out what you believe as you speak. Yeah. So I say I love doing this so much because it's like it helps me learn more about myself. It helps me get like everything in my head in order. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's yeah. a pleasure. And you gain perspective from other people, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh this has been another episode of the Debbie Guy Chronicles. We appreciate you guys for tuning in when you stop. Show listening yeah whether you the 28 episodes a lot of episodes so far and we're gonna keep going but whether yeah. you stop listening after 15 seconds whether you made it to this point we appreciate you for even gonna giving us a chance um well as always lou we appreciate you you know keeping things in order for us um follow everybody on their social medias at cv.lopez at Alicia Ashley on all platforms if she's available. <laughs> <laughs> when she's available. Uh, Jalen on knockoff right now, but you can follow him. Yeah. You can find it on Instagram. Go Google yeah, it. Go figure it out. Go Google it. Hashtag where's Jalen. Yeah. Uh, follow Lou at Young Lou uh, twenty four, and follow Jace at J Squay. 
Uh, the Instagram page is at the Demigod Chronicles underscore uh, on Twitter at the DGC underscore. And you can find myself at Master Studios, MSTRD underscore Studio spelled with a V and at Demigod at underscore underscore Demigod underscore. Uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys. Definitely go, you know, share this video, share the content. Send it to someone that you feel like, you know, they may uh, benefit from hearing it. Uh, send it to someone that you know you might want to open, open a dialogue with. Um, and, yeah, start having these conversations among your friends and just figure out who the hell you're surrounded by, uh, the, type of pe- the type of people they are and the way that they think. And, you know, if you mesh well with those people, then, you know, those are people that you can go to to, you know, talk about things when you're feeling away. And sometimes you may have to go to different people that you may not be as close with, but it's definitely important to network and to find that, that tribe of people that can help you with those emotions. Um, Chris, you want to hit people with some Spanish? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, no, uh, no vamos a dejar de grabar porque nosotros lo, uh, nosotros la mejor en el mundo y no otro podcast para comparar a otro porque porque yo, yo, yo hacemos duro, demasiado duro comparar a otras personas. So. No preocupes, no es no que importa que tú piensas, tú, tú te gusta. Solo importa de Miguel Crónico. So gracias por escuchando. This has been another episode. If you don't know what he said, playback, Google Translate, all that. My boy Fluent, we out of here. Bam. <laughs>